Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Derek, uh, I host uh, Melcast 3.0, and this is Aristotle. He's doing the sound. Um, That's a very distinguished name. Aristotle. Thank you. I, I, I don't. You're staying. Oh, okay. Carly, I'm staying. You're staying. Oh, look at those same proof. Yeah, yeah, we just uh, renovated the space. Wondering. Uh, <laughs> oh, the, her and punk is that? Her and Boy Kimmy. Boy bands and death metal. Yeah. That's what I keep trying to tell people. Punk but as like, fuck. Punk. Yeah. Like, when you're like me and you like comic books and metal and crazy horror shit, to like a boy band is punk as hell. Absolutely. And unicorns, too. Yeah, absolutely. Unicorns. I'm not so big on the unicorns. No? Oh, okay. Harry Styles got a home. <laughs> oh, that home. My girlfriend wanted me to ask you if you've ever been to Jack O'Nelly's. No. No? Okay, because. Jack O'Nelly's in Scotland? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, of course. yeah she's. Yeah, of course her I mom's have. Scottish. She's from Mary Hill area. Yes, of course. And she's I like, am. okay, she's like, she's like, I might not but be into not the best ice cream in Scotland. What? What's the best ice cream? The Queen's Cafe. Next to Queen's okay. Park on Cafe. I think we're going to be going there in like a few no, months. So you must must find the Queen's Cafe. Note it down right now. Okay. It's the best ice cream it. ever created. Okay. Ever, ever, ever. I'll have to try yeah. that. Is like ice cream like your thing? Is that like no? Your, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just so random. Ice no, cream. Okay. Ice cream is just one of my things. Yeah. One of my, <laughs> one of my million things. Um, what about uh, Halloween? What, what did you... Halloween ice cream? No, not Halloween no, The scariest ice cream of all. <laughs> it only comes out once a year. Yeah. Um, no, what did, you, what did you do for Halloween? Uh, I, feel like, I feel like you're a guy that would, would do something big. No, you're home. wrong. I've got no interest in anything except my own miserable... Your own stuff. Preoccupations. So did, <laughs> were, you, were you writing on, on Halloween then? Yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Was, uh, what story was that for? Mm. Was that for Klaus or was that for was something probably, else cooking? It was probably Klaus. I was doing this. I'm doing this for heavy metal about uh, an artist called Louis Wayne. Yeah. Who drew cat pictures, and he went schizophrenic, and then he drew these amazing fractal things that were way ahead of their time. They were like, oh, I can't. Even, you have to look this stuff up. I'm Louis Wayne, right? Like fucking. It's. This man went mad and his cats became these weird fractal wallpaper patterns. And Einstein has this quote called, where he basically says that modern physics is the smile on the absent cat. So it's about that. It's about Louis Wayne and physics and quantum physics. Mm-hmm. So that's what I am, and, and God help humanity. <laughs> 
So where where do you feel like an idea like that came from? Where you just from my head? Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And from, and I didn't realize it was so. But basic. also from someone's yeah. life, you know, this guy yeah. drew cats, and then you have to check out his work. Is is he he took these weird naturalistic cat paintings, and then he drew cats and and playing cricket and playing cards and stuff mm-hmm. and then the images become these beautiful fractal things that shouldn't exist in 1920 yeah so that's what I'm doing a story right now that's that's really interesting that the imagery and and almost coming at it from an artist like in, in the drawing standpoint was that's what prompted a, the writing yeah it's more about a way of seeing though I mean I saw mm. that how come he was able to draw they said he was schizophrenic but he's doing this super detailed, perfectly articulated fractal painting. Yeah. And fractals didn't get discovered for 40 more years. So how come this guy worked it out and did it freehand? So it was a question a computer? That, yeah. You know? And look at his work and you go, how the fuck he did this without a computer? You know? Yeah. That's... I don't even know what to say to that. So <laughs> no, that, that. Don't just look it up, and that's. So I'm doing stories about mm-hmm. people that I feel were part of our thing. You know, the people who look at the world and go, "There's, there's more to this, yeah, than I got taught in school." Mm-hmm. Was that? Do you feel like that relates to like a point, like when you were in in your own art and in, in writing and, and things like that, where you caught a glimpse of something before it came to fruition in the world? I don't know. Don't you think you always saw this? We all know mm-hmm. what's going on. We all know this is a simulation. We all know, but we're playing it through, and it's going to hurt, and it will get cancer, or get you know. But it's a simulation. It's a game. It's like we all know this intrinsically. Don't you yeah. feel it? You don't even have to explain it to you. You know. You know. And all I can do is write comics that say, "Look at the way we organise. Look at the way we create." versions of the actual thing we live in the simulation we live in no that makes no sense what I'm talking so uh, I feel like this is sort of leading into a question that I wanted to ask about so I, I was a huge fan of Multiversity yeah. that was that was one of the books um, there was plenty that came before it but of, of the recent stuff we'll, we'll get to Klaus but I have to ask about Multiversity right now there's this sort of discussion I feel like uh, where the multiverse is uh, happily being followed up by theory. Like yeah. People don't want to live in a world where they're actually saying, I believe in the multiverse. And as somebody who, as you... Uh, but it's scientifically, it's getting closer to... It feels like it. Yeah, but also, remember, science is always bullshit. Mm-hmm. Science was once the world was flat. Yeah. Science was once Earth goes, the sun goes around the Earth. Yeah. Science is just a, a way of looking at things that reflects our best guess based on our interpretation of the universe at any given time. Yeah. You know, and right now we we've got instruments that are really sophisticated and we've discovered this much and we seem to now be coming to the point, yeah, there must be other universes they're banging into us. We we felt this, we know this all along. But at the same time it's not quite proven yet. Give it twenty years and we'll be talking about a fact. What, the multiverse as a fact as a what what do you feel like is is one way in which we should look at the multiverse if we've come to understand it what's what's a way in which we can push our own knowledge and and our philosophy our understanding of the multiverse like 
it's, the, the alchemists talked, they had this idea of as above, so below. So if you study the, the actions of small organisms, you can understand how the bigger thing works. It's a, it's a hologram, everything, every tiny part of it contains the entire structure of the whole. So all you have to do is look at a tiny part of it and see how it works, see how we interact. Imagine that on a bigger scale, on the next bigger scale, on a galactic scale, on a universal scale, on a multiversal scale. It's just this. Mm -hmm. It's like this. There's a universe that's like me. It's everything I ever thought of is true. <laughs> you know, and it meets yeah. the universe, it's you. It's everything you ever thought of is true, and all your interpretations of what you're seeing and this conversation are true. No, I mean it's like it's all the multiverse. So when you think of like your own, your if we take it to sort of our own, this is our our universe, mm -hmm. our multiverse, things like that. Pushing is it is it like a, a pushing or, or are we pushing? Are we compelling ourselves through to no, this understanding and this every, clarity? Or recognizing every right, every snowflake is different. This is a, right. a fucking fact, right? They, they, they have the same structure, but they're all different. Millions of them. How many snowflakes? They fall all the time. The snow is the, in the northern hemisphere. There's so much snow. Everyone's different, but they're all the same. They're just snowflakes. That's like humans. We're all the same, but we're all different. So the way you see the world, mate, this special little twist might be so special that it changes the world. Like Einstein saw that. You know, like James Joyce saw that. Like John Lennon saw that and interpreted it. We're all that good, we're all that special. And it just depends how clever we are at expressing how we see the world. And how we see the world might be so individual that it changes everyone's life. So I, I'm thinking as as sort of when I when I when I, Aristotle, Holly, uh, when we make our way through the the world through the multiverse um, and we feel compelled to do something to to talk to you to work to in leave the a shop, trace to even, yeah know. to leave a trace can you tease that out no it's just like honestly I will be forgotten within a generation so will you so will he so will she we, our names won't exist anymore right now is what's happening this is our chance this is our fucking moment in all eternity you know yeah <laughs> and that's my thing it's just I did this I made that I made that what, what you you're talking to me you're doing this you're making yeah. this this is a fucking moment it will never happen again they'll be they will be forgotten there's nothing there's billions of people just like us so think about that that's what drives my heart yeah you know <laughs> Because um, I and the the, the 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 possibility of just talking to people right now who exist now, no matter what age we are, we have a connection. We make connections. It's like that's all we have. So what do you what do you do with all that when you when when those connections are made? When you take all of that in, do you? I, I, turn I, it into art, turn it into a comic, turn it into a story, turn it into a documentary or a drama or a film. Or, that's what you do, you know, and yeah. connect. Um, I feel like I was just given like <laughs> lightning or something no, like sure, that. Cool, right? it's, it's true though. Like, yeah. But I, I but think you and I connecting like people. I'm not fucking special, you know. You know what's funny is there was there was the kid that was uh, was he's, out here. He's, he's special. He's he a was genius. He's an autistic awesome. Asperger's genius. He was, so, but you were like right yeah. there with him every step, and it was just like a. Because I'm impressed by him. I think he's brilliant. 
I'm he, so proud to meet that kid. I, yeah. Wow, I got to meet this thing. He will send probes to Mars. You know? He'll do something. Yeah. We, we were joking. He was I'll like, he's going to be running Marvel yeah, and DC like, to both it. of them. He was like you know? such an excited kid, mm-hmm. but... Um, I there's like imagine a, getting to meet that one day he'll be he'll be in the history books, <laughs> yeah, because he's 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 like serious, he's a little kid and he's thinking this way in this high level because of his so-called disease, mm. you know, yeah. <laughs> Which do you? That's bullshit. That's just a label being slapped yeah, onto it. It's just the frightened of his high-level shamanic functioning. Shamanic, hmm? you think so? Yeah, absolutely. It's like he, in the old days, he'd have been the fucking shaman of the tribe. He'd have been, a, he'd have had his hut. <laughs> Everyone would have come to him looking for advice because he sees the higher pattern. And he's just so there with yeah, you, and he sees the pattern. He sees it all. He's, he's so he's a little kid, and he acts like he's seventy years old. He has all this knowledge yeah. already, and and he's not even started. And, and communications because he was yeah. just relaying it no, all to you he's, he's all kind of fucked you know? <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time he's brilliant and he will honestly things like that would be there must be lots of them yeah. and they all get together and next the future of humanity is networked it's radio telepathy it's like there will be no more privacy no more individuality and people like that kids like that will be the, the drivers and we, we won't recognise it It'll slip right past this. No, it says we live in a world where we're all individuals, we're all separate. Mm. Tomorrow's world is like radio telepathy, they're all one. You blink and send an email. You know, if you're stuck yeah. in the desert, you blink and you connect to a giant network that says, See, if you take that sand, then you can build a plane. You'll be able to escape from any problem by blinking and connecting to your giant network. That's not us. We're, so, we're at the last gasp of the private individual age. You know? But is that something that we can let go of? Or is it's are unst- you saying we're at the end of the line evolutionary? Yeah. yeah, That's unstoppable. It's like you and I and all of us here, we come from a time when we weren't radio tele- telepathically yeah. linked. Honestly, the technology is next generation. All the kids are like, there's my photographs. There's my... Innermost thoughts. You know, we we hide those and guard them. They won't. It'll all be wide open to. Mm-hmm. And you you view this as something that's that's just going to happen, no, and we should embrace it. it's inevitable. Yeah. It's not. I, I don't think it's good or bad. It's fucking inevitable. You know, just it frightens me as an old school, yeah. from the Cold War old man. It's terrifying the idea of the prisoner surveillance, but that's mm. not the future. Is nothing. So what? You're into transvestites. So what? You're, you know, it's everyone's going to be in that same space. It's just part of one giant brain that says, "Okay, great." Over here, there's soldiers. Over here, there's, you know. It's it's interesting to hear you talk about technology because I I think I think of you as as somebody who would have plenty of ideas on technology, but you also you talk about magic and, and chaos magic and things like that. So where do you see the point where technology and magic lies? Magic's a very simple thing. It's an engagement with the universe. It's like I will treat everything as super meaningful. So I look at that table and I think that table came through time. It ended up, once it started in the sun, all the, all the atoms, all the material here started in the sun. The sun was once a gas cloud, an incoherent thing. It went back right to the Big Bang, this table... 
has a line that goes back to the Big Bang. It's awesome, it's epic, it's a fucking nothing stupid table, but it goes right back <laughs> to the Big Bang. It's fucking Jack Kirby table. You know, and everything's like that. Everything is like... If you take that viewpoint, that's magical, that's it. You're having to engage then on the level. So what happens if I talk to it? What happens if I say, oh, table, you're so hot. <laughs> what have you got to tell me? And then the table tells me shit. It's like, well, I, I was born in the Big Bang and then this happened. I was carved and somebody made this. Some idiot designed me once and like, he's dead <laughs> now. And, and, but you know what I mean? Yeah. That, that stupid thing. And everything's, everything's better than that. Every T-shirt, every comic, every... You know, it was all made, it was all thought of, it was all constructed, it was all, and it all goes back to this primeval explosion. So everything is like got this sacredness and holiness. So it's it almost sounds like, is, is magic a language? No, it's a way of interacting with the universe. It's a dance. Okay. It's like, instead of just ignoring it and being blasé and being bored, yeah. you start thinking, okay, bottle, what have you got to tell me? And Alistair Crowley called it the oath of the, ab- the abyss. Everything has something to say. And you can either go insane or you can just dance, you know? It's like, oh, hey, bottle, you know? <laughs> hey, table, yeah. you're hot. You know, it's like, oh, wow, when I'm dead, this thing will be somewhere. When I'm de- all of us are dead, yeah. this will still be there. We'll be bones and this will be on a somewhere, in a, a, you know, a flea market or... A, so it's that, it's like the recognition and once you start to dance with the universe it dances back and weird things happen that seem supernatural but they're not supernatural, it's just about an engagement, a very serious engagement with this thing we live in mm-hmm. and all the people and all the heads we connect with So this is a question I feel like I have to ask you um, because it goes, I, I think, um, hand in hand with when considering the multiverse um, is the different dimensions. Mm. What are we to take from an understanding of fourth dimension, fifth dimension, sixth dimension, and so on? I've heard that it stops at the tenth dimension. I think that's no, but almost you know, Australian silly. Aboriginals, mm. right? A 50,000-year-old culture, mm-hmm. which doesn't have buildings or tools. I mean, they have tools. They don't have buildings. They don't have... I spoke to someone who said about the aboriginals. They said they're land dolphins. Land dolphins, mate. Land dolphins. You know, these are people who have absolutely adapted to their land. They have a culture that's 40,000, 50,000 years old. They believe there's nine dimensions of time. String theory has mm-hmm. now come to the conclusion that there are nine dimensions of time mm-hmm. plus four dimensions of space, which is exactly what the Aboriginals have been saying for 50,000 fucking years. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so, yes, <laughs> it's all happening. It's all, you know, space has up, down, right, left. Mm-hmm. Time ha- also has up, down, right, left. But it's just we are forced into this weird push through. We're kind of pushing through it, but you know, your head gives you a, a, a kind of telescopic view of the way time once was when you were small, and mum and dad were a little bit younger. You can see it, but you can't touch it. And but they say no, you can touch it. We have nine dimensions of time. 
and that's the oldest human culture on the planet and we treat them like shit they're fucking you know so that's what I deal with it's like yeah I actually think there are probably nine dimensions of time Mm -hmm. and we can sort of smell them a little bit on the edge and we have experiences that might be explained by the idea of nine dimensions of time but at the same time we can't touch it you know so how do you how do you feel do you I don't know because I feel like I've I've you're you are like an a myth to me sometimes an urban legend I feel like I hear things that are are whispered but I don't know of any of them as as facts so for instance I've heard that um, you have either visited another dimension or that beings from another dimension have visited you alright and I don't want to discredit that no, I just want to ask no even you know, solid it's all about solid real shit it's not mm-hmm. abstractions Every day in my life, I work and earn money from the second dimension. I go into Superman's world. Superman exists in a flat plane, second dimension. I can look at the beginning of the story, turn to the end, and it's the end. I can slip through it. I can look at it from any angle, turn it upside down, but still Superman's experience through 24 pages on a flat dimension. That's my... I go to work in the second dimension where comics live. (laughs) And that's not an abstraction. It's a simple, physical fucking fact. You know, Superman lives on a flat plane, but he exists, and he's bigger than me. When I'm dead, Superman will still be. Before I was born, Superman was. But he exists on a two-dimensional flat plane. But you get it, right? He's still real, isn't he? He's like... He's real, he's like a thing. When we're all dead, he will exist. No one will remember us. They'll remember <laughs> fucking Superman, yeah. who doesn't exist except on a flat screen plane. So that's my idea of dimensions. When I had my experience in Kathmandu, I felt like I'd been taken up to a point where I saw the entire history of life on, in the universe as an object, a completed, finished thing, like a, a, a sculpture. You know, so it was everything. It was like, here's Christ, here's dinosaurs, here's Shakespeare. Oh, fuck, they all fit. It's all one thing. It's all happening now. It never ends. Shakespeare is writing now. It's just we can't go there because our movement through time doesn't allow us to just go back and hang out with Shakespeare, who's writing right now. He's writing Hamlet right now. We could walk into his room and say, oh, Shakespeare, you're fucking cool. That Hamlet thing you're, you're halfway through, it's going to be one of the greatest plays of all time. You know, we can't, and it's really annoying, but it's a dimension that we could, if we could move in it like aboriginals, we could say that to Shakespeare. Man, honestly, halfway through, don't give up. It's going to be one of the greatest plays of all time. Right now he's writing, he's a young man. Right now, Caesar, young man, Catherine the Great, young woman. It's happening now, it's there, it's a solid. But we're here in 2015, you mm-hmm. and I, you yeah. know, at our relative ages, talking. Yeah. In that structure. You okay? Yeah, feel free. Sorry. Um, yeah, what was your question? I just wanted to ask, like, how high is the Eiffel Tower? <laughs> <laughs> From like 
Is there any fear? I, or I guess fear from like yeah. anything. I don't want to say evil, but like malevolent, like oh, beyond that, or we are, kind of just see your head, just, yeah. in your head. Think of the most evil fucking thing you can think of. It's been done. It's been done to someone, and that's it. You know, evil is just another part of the shit we think of, but it's not a very good or useful part of what we think of. So the more the rest of us say, no, I don't want to rape chicks, I don't want to kill people, I don't want to torture, I don't want to... The more we change it, you know? Because just uh, from from reading Nameless, mm -hmm. like that, that puts fear in me. No, Nameless like... is looking at it and saying, yes, in the Holocaust, young Jewish women are forced to suck Nazi dick and then gassed to death. Yeah. That happened, we did this to people. Every day we torture mice and rats and like rabbits and we squirt things in their eyes and we fuck it what is wrong with us but at the same time what's right with us well let's focus on that what's right with us let's fucking take that and please fucking to god make that our future you know Um, okay, I feel like we would have really missed something if we hadn't talked about Klaus, because that, yeah, that, yeah. was, that was everything that I, <laughs> I wanted to talk, I just wanted to get into the, go through the yeah. rabbit hole a little bit. Um, when, you're, you're here in our shop, um, signing for Klaus, and then everything else that, <clears throat> that people brought uh, into the shop. So, in the same way that you talked about dancing with the table, mm -hmm, dancing mm -hmm. with the bottle, mm -hmm. were you dancing with the idea of of Santa Claus was there was there like a just talisman a whole, or no, something I just wanted to... a good man you know and, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and if think of it occult wise I kind of had this abyss experience going through to Bina on the tree of life but chess ed is the idea of the good father and that's what Klaus is it's the idea of the good dad you know the, the, my dad was a great guy but Klaus is the good father he's like the he can't help but save us and he doesn't want to necessarily he's quite unique and contained in himself mm. but he wants to help us and I wanted to write about that you know while I'm doing Wonder Woman and doing the female principle this mm -hmm. is about the male principle yeah and yeah. It's, it's super buried and it's quite it's like a kid's fairy tale it's not like Final Crisis or like the filth or where it's very obviously meta Mm -hmm. This is like all the all the background, all the clockwork is buried in this, mm -hmm. but it's telling. It's a magical act, you know. It's about the male principle being useful and helpful, and not being rapacious and bro and dark and fucked up. Like so many of them yeah. in in the issue, it's funny because I was flipping through this again because I I read it and uh, as you were talking to the kid out there, I look at the panel where he's saying you would. You would smack a child. You would. Mm -hmm. You would. And he chastises people and says, "You have to be good mm -hmm. to kids." Right there, and, and shutting down imagination. And, mm -hmm. You know, yeah, and feeding them porn and feeding them bullshit news and ISIS and all that crap. <laughs> That's the one thing is mm -hmm. when you were talking about technology and and the positive of it, the the the, the almost evolutionary step, the way that it's going, mm -hmm. our relationship with technology. Sometimes I look at it and I think mm. about it as this is not helping some. It's it's funny this 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 line that you can walk of this is a brilliant piece of technology mm -hmm. this should help us this should elevate us and some people don't use it but that the same could be said 
for tools. I know, but it will never, it will never affect everyone. Mm. And all we can do is, like, oh, you, you know, I'm so sad you didn't hold on to the ring when it was given. Yeah, it's horrible. It's like, but just people, we're just we're all of us right now. Imagine in this time, we live at the same time as Gaga, Madonna. <laughs> we live in the same time as Tom Cruise. Fifty years from now, none of this will mean anything. But we're all here right now talking, you know. Mm-hmm. So, what is? I I see you go from like meta stories like Final Crisis, things like that, things in, uh, things like this, and then I see Eighteen Days, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm very curious about where you're at with Eighteen Days because <clears throat> when I read. Everything I felt was going into 18 Days, it was almost you saying, like, this is one of the most important stories that I think I've ever heard mm-hmm. in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame that so many people don't know about this, and I'm trying to bring it to a more Western audience. What What are your thoughts on, on 18 Days? I know that right now it's not necessarily you. It still has your name. No, I, I, I did, like, three scripts for yeah. uh, web versions of 18 Days. And they turned that into the first two comics, and the rest mm-hmm. of it's nothing to do with me except for my plot right. outline. So yeah, but it is the ultimate. So it's the battle we fight between duty and desire. That's the whole thing about Eighteen Days and the whole Mahabharata. It's between duty and desire. You know, what do we want to do? You know, <laughs> and what do we feel we should be? Yeah, it's simple. It's, and the whole story is like becomes epic, cosmic. But it's about that. It's about, are we going to wank to porn? Are we going to go and write a brilliant story that saves a, someone's life? Yeah. And wanking to porn's brilliant. <laughs> but imagine writing a story that saves someone. I've actually had that Superman thing I did with mm-hmm. that suicide thing. Kids have actually not killed themselves because of it. And to me, that's like, that's Superman. That's the real Superman. I don't need him to be real. The fact that this fictional thing has saved a young girl or boy from not killing themselves. And tomorrow they might go to Mars, they might discover an algorithm, they might, you know. Imagine just Superman who's fictional saves someone's actual real life. I feel like I just wait and I see the twinkle and it's just like a relay. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, I I feel like I uh, you've you've given us so much right now. I I, I don't think I want to ask too much more of your yeah. time because you've been with so many people today and we thank you for coming into our space. This is completely new, so you're the you're the first interview mm-hmm. conducted in in this new space, and we thank you for coming. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, dude. <laughs> Hey, thanks for picking us up. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're at Meltcast. We occasionally tweet some things. And while you're at it, follow at Meltdown Comics. They're awesome, and you can keep up with all of their sales and events that happen every day. With 
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.